A demoralizing loss in Toronto exposed the Oilers' weaknesses with the new acquisitions, but could it have brought the Oilers tighter as a group? We will talk about that and much more on today's episode of Locked On Oilers. Your Locked On Oilers, your daily podcast on the Edmonton Oilers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to Locked On Oilers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host and former Oilers game day producer, Brett Holden. As mentioned on today's episode, we're going to start off with the tough loss in Toronto. It was a real demoralizing one after that big win in Boston, a tough loss in Toronto. We're going to deconstruct that loss and why it might bring the Edmonton Oilers closer in the long run. Also on today's episode, the Ottawa Senators are in town after they lost to the Flames badly last night. What can you expect from the Edmonton Oilers, including some potential lineup changes for tomorrow night's puck drop? And we will wrap up with the Edmonton Oilers prospect report. A couple of news bits to talk about with some prospects and no more Reed Schaefer updates sad have fun in nashville either way all that and much more coming up on today's episode of locked on oilers thank you for making locked on oilers your first listen every day we are free and available wherever you find your podcast Alrighty, let's get into the 7-4 loss for the edmonton oilers in toronto as it started off pretty well the edmonton oilers were up 3-1 at one point and then it slowly, slowly, actually it didn't slowly unravel, it very quickly unraveled as the Edmonton Oilers allowed five unanswered goals to go on to lose seven to four. And uh, well, let's start off with the big story around everything and that is with Ryan McLeod and Vinny DeHarnay as uh, the Edmonton Oilers media or the media in general requested Ryan McLeod and Vinny DeHarnay for uh, availability after the game and I have a couple of thoughts on that we'll get to that but uh, the reason obviously being the giveaway from McLeod on the power play, which led to Marner's uh, shorthanded goal, which really was the untying of the knot for the Edmonton Oilers from uh, there on out. Uh, a couple of uh, tough things going on. A bad giveaway with Vinny DeHarnay too. So just a lot of... I don't want to say pressure on... You know what? That is what it is. It's a lot of pressure on on those two guys. The Edmonton Oilers uh, leadership group decided that they weren't going to speak, and it was Evander Kane, Zach Hyman, and I believe it was Ryan Nugent Hopkins who came out and spoke with the Edmonton Oilers media on that night. And a big stir. A lot of people going, oh, leave leave McLeod and DeHarnay alone. Oh, don't you guys drive enough players out enough? Like, uh, my issue here is not with the media asking for Ryan McLeod and Vinny DeHarnay, because you know that if you got a quote from Ryan McLeod or Vinny DeHarnay going, uh, you know what, it's my fault, I need to be better, and uh, it's my fault the Edmonton Oilers lost tonight. You would be uh, using that quote all over the place going, Ryan, it's not your fault, blah, 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 or you need, you would be eating that up as a consumer of the media. 
Or on the flip side, Vinny D'Arnay came out and said, I did nothing wrong. What do you guys got? This is all what the media is here to do. To ask the questions that pertain to the game that we all just watched. How are you getting mad at that? But this may brought this may have brought the Edmonton Oilers closer as you saw the leadership step up and, and face the music and go, this is a bad loss. We need to be better. Then Ladislav Schmid chipped in on uh, on Twitter saying, I effing blank, I can't swear, it's a network. Um, I effing love this. This is showing that the Edmonton Oilers are uh, close in the room or showing that they'll step up in the room. And that's exactly it. No, they're not protecting Ryan McLeod and six foot seven Vinny DeHarnay like they need a bodyguard. That's not what's happening. What's happening here is the leadership group coming out and facing the music like the leadership group should. Yes, I just took the side of the media. On inside the room, however, that feels like, yes, maybe the media wants to get a bite at, at, at the players who made a mistake. That's fine. That is the back and forth of the media and the locker room and the Edmonton Oilers. But what this did was the Edmonton Oilers leadership group going, guys, listen, I, I'm, not, I'm not personally saying that, hey, you, you guys messed up, you guys know what you did, blah, 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 but well, you owe us one type thing. But what's really happening here is the Edmonton Oilers leadership group going out there and saying, you made a mistake. We all make mistakes. We, we, the Edmonton Oilers leadership group is far from uh, immune to knocks and, 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 and disdain from social media and the media in general. They know how that feels. The, uh, Ryan McLeod and Vinny DeHarnay know that they made mistakes throughout the whole game. That's fine. What this really does is say, we don't go down one by one. It wasn't Ryan McLeod's fault. It wasn't Vinny DeHarnay's fault. It wasn't Stuart Skinner's fault. It was the Edmonton Oilers' fault. It was the Edmonton Oilers' fault that when Connor McDavid gets a goal and two assists, three points in a night, you should probably shut down that game. When your goaltender gets over 30 saves and has allows your team allows over 35 shots, yes, but... Your goaltender still made over 30 saves. You should be winning that game. You scored four goals. You should be winning that game. You're getting secondary scoring from Matthias Ekholm. You should be winning. But you didn't. And that's not just solely on Ryan McLeod and Vinny DeHarnay. Did they chip in? Yes, but so did Stuart Skinner. Darnell Nurse, Cody Cece. Heck, do we want to talk about them? Darnell Nurse and Cody Cece's expected goals against in that game was sitting at a 1.333. Just for a record, or just for reference, the second best pairing, or least best, or second pairing for the Edmonton Oilers in Ekholm and Bouchard sat at a 4.23, almost a full point behind. Darnell Nurse and Cody Cece. They also allowed 20 shot attempts against, and 13 of them were unblocked. 13 shots on Stuart Skinner when Darnell Nurse and Cody Cece were, were on the ice. And I'm not knocking, uh, I'm knocking them because they had a bad game. I'm not going, you need to break the team up, blah, blah, blah. A bad game for them. But a bad game for 
Darnell Nurse, Cody Cece, Matias Ekholm, Evan Bouchard, uh, Vinny DeHarnay, Brett Kulak, Connor McDavid. You can go on. It doesn't matter. That's what that is saying. It's not Ryan McLeod and Vinny DeHarnay's reason or fault that the Edmonton Oilers lost. It was the Edmonton Oilers' fault that the Edmonton Oilers lost. And down the stretch, this will be a very important reason for the Edmonton Oilers' potential success with being how close this team is. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers face off against the Ottawa Senators tomorrow night. We shall see just how close the team really is with a potential bounce back against a team who is well laboring into this game. A 5-1 loss in Calgary. But could the Edmonton Oilers be changing a couple of things up? We will talk about that in just a second. But first, today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started using AG1 because I wanted to better my gut health, optimize my immune system, and I wanted to do so without taking so many pills. And that is exactly what I get with AG1. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients helps your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all of the things. All of the things. Plus, it's lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it is all good for you and it contains less than one gram of sugar no gmos no nasty chemicals or artificial anything all while still tasting great and it costs less than three dollars a day you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit plus athletic greens has over seven thousand five-star reviews, and is recommended by professional athletes. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That is it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is head to athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Alrighty, let's get into tomorrow night's game between the Edmonton Oilers and the Ottawa Senators as the Ottawa Senators are limping into tomorrow's matchup against the Oilers after a 5-1 beating to the Calgary Flames. A big win for the Flames. They needed that one, but you don't care about that. You care about tomorrow's game between the Oilers and the Senators. And the Oilers are also limping into this one, obviously, as we just talked about that big 7-4 loss to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Almost called them the Blue Jays. Uh, but uh, some potential lineup changes 
for the Edmonton Oilers heading into that one. Uh, the lines go like this for right now. Now, Ryan Mershog from TSN did uh, clarify that there is still a lot of time before tomorrow's game. So take these with a potential grain of salt. But these are how the Edmonton Oilers lined up uh, at practice today. Patrick Patrick Kane. Ooh, that was hopeful. Evander Kane on the top line alongside Connor McDavid and Zach Hyman. Ryan Nugent Hopkins on the second line with Leon Dreisaitl and Kyler Yamamoto. And this is where the change comes in. Clean Costin is skating on the third line with Nick Bukestad and Matthias Janmark. I kind of like that line. A big line. A big banging line too. That would be a fun line there. And the fourth line, Devin Shore, Ryan McLeod, and Derek Ryan, meaning Warren Fogle being the odd man out there. Uh, the lines for the Edmonton Oilers defensively, Darnell Nurse and Cody Cece, Matthias Ekholm and Evan Bouchard, Brett Kulak and Vinny DeHarnay, and Philip Broberg, the seventh defenseman. Stuart Skinner in the starters net at practice, assuming... He will be the starter for tomorrow night's game against the Senators. Now, a lot of speculation on whether the Edmonton Oilers will return to the 11-7 lineup tomorrow against the Senators. We shall know more tomorrow with uh, potential morning skate. I assume we will know more again tomorrow. So uh, watch out for that. Should the Oilers return to 11-7? Maybe I like how they've been playing with 12-6, especially with the introductions of Nick Bukestad and Matthias Janmark. So adding the tw- uh, 11-7 rotation for Yanmar, or uh, Matthias Ekholm, excuse me. I said Matthias Janmark, didn't I? Uh, with Matthias Ekholm there. Uh, a lot of Matthias's. But uh, having Ekholm and Bukestad kind of transition into that may be a little difficult, but we shall see. I, I would They're obviously veterans in the NHL, so that wouldn't be a difficult thing for them, but just interesting to see what the Edmonton Oilers may do in that respect. Let's flip to the opposite side with the Ottawa Senators, and this is how they lined up against the Flames. Wonder if they will stay the same, but uh, Brady Kachuk on the top line alongside Tim Stutzla and Claude Giroux. Alex De Brinkett on the second line alongside Shane Pinto and Drake Batherson. Matthew Joseph on the third line alongside uh, Dylan Gambrell and Julian Gauthier. And Parker Kelly on the fourth line alongside Mark Kastelik and Austin Watson. The defensive pairings for the uh, Senators look like this. And yes, they just acquired that uh, one guy. I don't know if you guys have heard about him. Uh, Jacob... uh Chitron? Chikrin. Jacob Chikrin is on this team, but he's not on the top pairing. It is uh, Thomas Shabbat and Artem Zub on the top pairing, and then you see Jacob uh, Chikrin alongside Jacob Sanderson. A couple of Jacobs there for uh, for you, Flavor. Well, Jake Sanderson, you can call him Jacob. He also has a K in his name. Jake Sanderson, Jacob Chikrin, the second pairing for the Sanders, and Eric Brandstrom, and uh, Travis Hamanick, the third pairing for the Ottawa. 
Ottawa Senators. Kevin Mandelizzi did get the start for the Senators yesterday, so I do expect uh, Mad Sogard to get the start tomorrow, but we shall see. I was wrong uh, uh, between uh, Olmark and Swayman, so uh, you never know. But uh, the last time these two teams played was uh, pretty recently, a couple of weeks ago in Ottawa when the Edmonton Oilers beat them 6-3, to including that beautiful, beautiful, beautiful uh, McLeod goal with the McDavid assist, shorthanded. That was actually before, uh, I believe, the Boston game, I believe, McLeod got the goal. Uh, before that game, that was uh, McLeod's last goal against the Ottawa Senators. So uh, some pretty banging goals for Ryan McLeod uh, over the last couple of weeks here. But, uh, well, his last two goals, I should say. But in that game, Connor McDavid getting uh, a goal and two assists, excuse me, uh, including a assist on Ryan Nugent Hopkins goal, sixth goal of the game there. Not Nugent's sixth goal. Oh my goodness. Could you imagine? No, uh, the sixth goal of the game for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, McDavid had a goal and two assists. Leon Dreisaitl also getting on the uh, score sheet with two, <laughs> excuse me, two assists in this one. Evander Kane also getting an assist. Connor McDavid, Derek Ryan, uh, as mentioned, Ryan McLeod. Yes, a pulley RV getting a goal in that one. Derek Ryan getting, uh, excuse me, Zach Hyman and Derek Ryan getting goals in that one. And of course, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. If you were able to keep up with that, Good for you. <laughs> that is uh, pretty impressive. Either way, uh, let's stop talking about this game. The Oilers and the Sens face off tomorrow night at Rogers Place for a 7 o'clock puck drop. We will have updates as to what the lineup will look like tomorrow. But until then, let's head over to the Edmonton Oilers prospect report. One notable omission from the CHL, and that is... Reed Schaefer as he is now a product of the Nashville Predators, but we do have some updates on some Edmonton Oilers prospects, including one not in the CHL, but currently playing in the NCAA. We will talk about that in just a second, but first, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you gotta try Built Bar. Listen, we're halfway through March. Those uh, You better be still following through with those uh, New Year's resolutions. I know I sure am. <clears throat> but if you're like me and with uh, wanted for the New Year's resolution, wanted to eat a little better, a little healthier but didn't want to sacrifice taste, then you got to try Built Bars. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they are so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. Perfect for that New Year's resolution that you're still sticking to, right? Right? But what makes Built so good? Well, for starters, it's probably because they use 100% real chocolate. Yes, I said real chocolate. And they come in so many undeniably delicious flavors. Like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. Oh my goodness, I keep having to wipe my mouth. I am drooling from thinking of all of the delicious Built Bar flavors. Plus... It is good for you. Healthy is actually tasty. I'm not sure how they do it. 
These bars are like candy bars. They taste like candy bars, but they are still good for you. They're healthy. They only have 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. If you have a participating Walmart or Sam's Club around you, make sure you go and grab a box. If not, head to Built.com. You can thank me later. Alrighty, let's wrap up today's episode with the Edmonton Oilers prospect report. We will be staying in the CHL for this one, so talking about the OHL and WHL prospects for the Oilers. However, I do have some news on uh, Edmonton Oilers prospect Skylar Brindamore, who's currently playing in the NCAA with Quinnipiac, has 31 points for them already this year. 13 goals, 18 assists, uh, 36 games played for from there, but the Edmonton Oilers are uh, weighing their options on whether or not they are going to sign Skylar Brindamore. Now, I bring that up because Elliot Friedman on Tim and Friends, and as well during the intermission of the Sabres Maple Leafs game, also mentioned that the uh, Edmonton Oilers prospect Skylar Brindamore, who is the son of uh, Rod Brindamore, the Edmonton Oilers like that too. You staying in the bloodline, obviously. If you know uh, Rod Brindamore, you know the work ethic he has he can't be a Brindamore without having that special something but the reason why I bring that up is because it sounds like there are some teams also circling around uh, Brindamore so maybe a little bit of a situation to watch for the Edmonton Oilers prospect Skylar Brindamore during and after the uh, big tournament for uh, NCAA hockey in the Frozen Four so uh, something to watch there but uh, let's get into the uh, CHL prospects for the Oilers as they, we used to have a, a normal addition to this one in Reed Schaefer. However, Reed Schaefer has been traded to the Nashville Predators and uh, no longer will be here. So there's there's Reed Schaefer's final, final uh, mention, I guess, on the Edmonton Oilers prospect report on Locked On Oilers. But uh, Matvey Petrov is still in the system for the Oilers and thank goodness as he is having a fantastic year. He is only one point off his total from last season. And he still has five games remaining in his season with the North Bay Battalion in the OHL. 62 games played for him, 26 goals, 63 assists, good for 89 points. One point away from his total last year, as mentioned, but... In one le least or one less game, I should say, as uh, last year he had uh, 63 games played, 40 goals, 50 assists, 90 points. So really upping that uh, uh, assist. Uh, there's passing game for uh, Matvey Petrov. Really good to see. So much so that over the last five games, seven assists, no goals, seven. Assists. His last goal came on, uh, where was it? On Thursday, or no, excuse me. His last goal came March 2nd. Sorry, I had to find it on my notes. His last goal came March 2nd against the Sudbury Wolves, and it's still, even then, he still has seven points since then. Now, uh, as mentioned, he does, has, does have five games left with the North Bay Battalion, and he just turned 20 years old, so this will be his likely his final year with uh, the uh, North Bay Battalion. I think it is his final year. I'm, I'm not sure if he can be brought back 
If he's 20 next year, he might be, but we'll find out more. Uh, I'll, I'll make sure I find that out and report back to you on that. But his next game does uh, happen on Thursday against the Oshawa Generals. We'll see if he can tie his uh, career high in points in the OHL uh, with one point. That's all he needs in his next game. Again, he has five points to do it. He is on pace for 96 Points. So uh, very great to see Petrov uh, really continue to progress and develop down in the OHL there, or over in the OHL there. Now, let's come westward and head to Saskatoon as uh, the Edmonton Oilers have prospect Jake uh, Chase on. Almost said Jake Sanderson. Almost had another call back there. Jake Chase on for the Saskatoon Blades. So far this year in total, because he was traded halfway through the year from the Brandon Wee King. 66 games played so far this year. 20 goals, 34 assists, 54 points. Now, since joining the Saskatoon Blades, Blades in 28 games. He has 10 goals, 16 assists, 26 points, almost a point per game player. And in his last five games, two goals, five assists, seven points. He is playing unbelievably well for the Saskatoon Blades, a great addition for them. And they clinched a playoff spot. They are third in the Eastern Conference. They should be second, however, as uh, the Red Deer Rebels currently hold the second place spot because they won their division. So they're, they're currently leading their division. So they should be second, whatever, WHL rules. But they should be second behind... The Winnipeg Ice, who is one of the nation's best teams. I mean, the WHL is absolutely stacked. You have to tune in to the WHL playoffs this year. As heck, you know what? I'll get to who Jake Sat or Jake Sanderson. There we go again. Jake Chason, who is likely to play in the first round. We will get to that in a second. But we're talking about teams like the Kamloops Blazers, who absolutely loaded up. At the deadline, they are hosting the uh, Memorial Cup as well. So they're going to be a fun team to watch. The Seattle Thunderbirds are an absolute wagon to watch as well. The Winnipeg Ice too. Uh, but the Jake Chase on Saskatoon Blades are slated as of right now to face off against... Connor Bedard's Regina Pats. So there are so many different storylines to watch out for for the WHL playoffs coming up here. He also has five games left for the Saskatoon Blades, and his next game comes on Wednesday when they face off against the Swift current Broncos. Alrighty, and uh, the last bit of news, I guess, for the Edmonton Oilers prospect report comes from Maximus Wanners. You may remember he was suspended indefinitely from the WHL as his uh, him and four other players were under investigation and uh, has now been uh, banned for the rest of the year with the rest of his teammates. Now, the WHL did come out with a statement and this is what it read. Based on the findings of the investigation, the WHL has issued the following sanctions. All four Moose Jaw Warriors involved in the on or off-ice incident, excuse me, uh, Connor Ungar, who is the goaltender, Max Warner, Lyndon Lakovich, and Merrick Howell, have been suspended for the balance of the WHL regular season. 
And they're not the only ones facing sanctions. The Moose Jaw Warriors general manager Jason Ripplinger and head coach Mark O'Leary have been suspended for five WHL regular season games. And the Moose Jaw Warriors have been fined $25,000. Now, a lot of this has been kept under wraps and very hush-hush quiet. So there's not really a lot to report on as to what the exact incident is. However, this is what the WHL, or this is how the WHL describes the situation. Upon being notified of the matter, the WHL security network reported the matter to police authorities in Moose Jaw and Edmonton where the incident took place. So this happened when the Moose Jaw Warriors faced off against the Edmonton Oilers, just or Edmonton Oil Kings, excuse me, just a couple of weeks ago. If you may remember, I was pushing you to go to that game to watch Max Warner play. Now, uh, the Edmonton Police Service have confirmed that the incident is not criminal in nature, Following a preliminary review of the incident by the WHL Secretary Network, the WHL then commissioned an independent third party to investigate the matter. The WHL Security Network is responsible for assisting WHL clubs with enforcing WHL standard, con uh, standard of conduct policies and ensuring clubs continue to deliver safe and positive environment at all times. So, again, this has been uh, found that, uh, first of all, that the players and I guess the, the general manager and the head coach have breached the standard of conduct put out by the WHL. However, the Edmonton police have found the incident to be non-criminal. Don't want to be spe speculatory in any way. Just want to present to you the facts there. Now, this is uh, big news because Max Warner was slated or at least uh, rumored to be slated to be heading to Bakersfield for the rest of the season after the WHL season concluded. However, that may be in doubt now. Now, Max Warner, seventh round pick for the Edmonton Oilers, signed his entry-level contract, was honestly a revelation during training camp and just it's unfortunate to get a story like that a guy who seemingly was uh, playing really well he was having a career year with the Moose Jaw Warriors uh, career highs and goals assists and points unfortunately uh, just couldn't stay out of trouble and you see the consequences of his actions there we shall see what does come out of it so maybe watch for Warner's name in the news as they do have about five games left in their season as well so uh, watch out for that there but either way, let's wrap up on that note. The Edmonton Oilers face off against the Ottawa Senators tomorrow night at Rogers Place. We will have a full preview and updates as to who will be playing and whether or not the Edmonton Oilers will deploy the 11-7 tomorrow. But until then, I know it was a tough loss in Toronto, but party on, everybody. Play La Bamba, baby.